You're listening to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lummer. I'm a certified life, health, and nutrition coach, and I'm also a breast cancer thriver. If you're trying to figure out how to move past the trauma and the emotional toll of breast cancer, you've come to the right place. In this podcast, I will give you the tools and the insights to create a life that's even better than before breast cancer. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 274 of Better Than Before Breast Cancer with the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. That's me, Laura Lummer, and I'm thrilled that you're here with me today, as I'm always thrilled. I want to just thank you so much for coming back to the show, for supporting this show, and for sharing this show. It's interesting, I've not only recently heard from some new listeners some great feedback about finding the podcast and what they've heard on the podcast. But I've also had some loved ones of survivors reaching out to me recently who have found the podcast. And they have found that the information here on this podcast is helping them to better support themselves and their survivors as they're going through this process. And all of you who are out there listening to it, sharing it, telling people about this show, I have you to thank and they have you to thank. This is a really special community and one that I know we have this instant bond when we hear somebody gets a breast cancer diagnosis or someone in their life has had a breast cancer diagnosis. And we just identify that with that on such a deep level and want to extend support and care towards them. So I thank you for doing that. I thank you for caring enough about yourself to come every week, twice a week, to get more information to support yourself and for sharing the show with others. And for those of you who have been leaving ratings and reviews for the show, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. And if you are a listener who enjoys what you hear on this podcast, if you get something from the show that benefits you, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment and just scroll on down to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a rating, leave a review, follow the show, like the show, whatever it is on your platform that helps the show get more exposure to other people that may need to hear it. All right. I've got big goals to expand this show for 2024. And I can't do it without you. So I appreciate you coming and I appreciate your support. Thank you so much. And speaking of, big goals. 2024, what the heck? What the heck am I talking about? It's September already, right? So it's September and I'm planning the fourth quarter of the year, planning all the things personally and professionally that I'm going to be doing October, November, December. Can you believe that? It's so wild. But here we are. And when it comes to this part of the year, I always start thinking about how it's important to approach the end of the year with intention. Because this is the season, right? Kids go back to school, holidays start to come up, travel plans, relatives, extra expenses. And a lot of times the wheels come off of our life. Now, this is really obvious when it comes to the end of the year, but sometimes this is what's happening throughout the year. It's what's happening throughout our life. We're just kind of being like when I used to surf, they would call it in the washing machine, right? You get thrown down on the wave and the wave just keeps turning you around, turning you around, turning you around. And sometimes that's what life feels like. It feels 
like things just are coming at you and you got the big shield up and you're just trying to defend, right? Defend this one, defend this one. We're like Wonder Woman with the big gold bracelets going poo, poo, wrist, <laughs> trying to deflect everything that's coming our way. And I hear this a lot in the language that's used when I'm coaching my clients. I hear oftentimes statements like, I really don't want that to happen, or I really do want this to happen, or I don't know if that's going to happen, or things just keep happening. So listen when I say that. Listen to that language and ask yourself, how does that sound? Does that sound like you have control over life? Does that sound like you're living very intentionally? Or when you hear statements like that, does it sound like you're in the washing machine? Like life is coming at you and you're just doing the best you can to keep your head above water. And that's pretty much what it means, right? When we have this thought of, I don't know what's coming, I don't know what's going to happen, or I'm looking forward to something, I really want something in my life, or I really want to avoid something in my life. And then we just let that thought kind of fizzle out. We let that thread just drop. And then that's it until the topic comes up again. And we say, oh, I really want to do that. So I'll give you a handful of examples that I hear about all the time. I hear about, I really don't want to go through cancer again, right? This is a popular one. I really don't want to have a recurrence. Okay. I hear things like, I don't want to end up like my parents. You know, a lot of people are watching aging parents. They're seeing what is happening, the changes in their parents' health and in their parents' lives. And they're saying, that's not the quality of life I want for myself as I age. I hear people say, I've gone through this. I see my life differently now. I really want to create something, right? I want to pursue something that I love, something that's really meaningful to me. And then the thread just drops. I frequently hear how much people want to change their lifestyle, how much they want to embrace healthier practices. And it's almost like a dream, right? As if we're staring off into space saying, wow, really wish that would happen. And it doesn't happen because life doesn't happen automatically creating things without you having two very important pieces. One, clarity, and two, intention. There's this big gap between sitting here saying, this is what I want for my life, or this is what I don't want for my life, and then making it happen. We have to approach these things and stop and hear ourselves when we're using that language and ask ourselves, ooh, I don't want that to happen in my life. What power do I have over avoiding that? Right? If we're talking about a cancer recurrence, if we're talking about watching people with a lifestyle or quality of life that we don't want to find ourselves in, what power do we have over that right now? What steps can you take right now to do anything within your power to avoid life going that way? What steps can you take right now that's within your power that are small little steps to create something new that you want in your life. Well, I'll tell you what I see often and a few things that I want to address here on this show are the reasons why people don't plan their future. Why we don't look at this upcoming end of the year and say, okay, you know what? This time 
when the holidays come around, the wheels are not coming off. I'm not going to gain 10, 15, 20 pounds over Thanksgiving and the holidays and in the new year have to try to get back to the gym, have to try to lose everything that I gained. I'm not going to look at this and say, well, we'll see what happens when I go to all the parties. We'll see what happens when the schedule gets busy and I stop taking care of myself. We'll see what happens when everybody needs stuff from me and I just don't feed myself the way I know I'm supposed to. The reason that we do that is we're just not engaging the power of our mind, the power of planning purposefully, planning our life. Now, planning, oftentimes people are going to freak out, right? That planning, it sounds boring. It sounds restrictive. But what I'm talking about is intention is really infusing your life with intention and noticing that if the language you have and the mentality that you're approaching life with is one of, let's just see what happens to me, then you're going to continue to feel like you're in a washing machine. And what happens when you have that feeling? What happens when you feel like Wonder Woman with her big gold bands trying to fend off everything that's coming at you? is you have a tremendous amount of stress going on in your body, right? It's constant, this constant fight or flight, stress, high cortisol levels, inflammation, poor sleep habits, poor digestion. It affects everything. But when we stop and we hear ourselves say, wow, you know what? I, that's something I really don't want to happen in my life. I don't want the wheels to come off of how I take care of myself when more things get on my schedule when work gets busy, when there are many activities for the family, when there are more social engagements on the calendar than I'm typically used to, I don't want my self-care to fall by the wayside. Awesome. What a great awareness. So the next question is, what are you going to do about it? Right? What do you want your life to look like? And this is the first step, clarity. Clarity is so important and so overlooked. And what I see oftentimes is that we'll look at life and say, well, this is how I want it to look because that's what people say I should do. And that's not clarity, right? Because that's not coming from you. Maybe if people say, oh, you're supposed to be living this vegan lifestyle and hiking in the hills every weekend for six hours at a time, and you think, man, that sounds horrible to me. That is not a life I want to live, but I guess I should. That's what they say is healthy for me. That's not clarity, right? Clarity is sitting with yourself and really asking yourself, what do I want? What is meaningful to me? What is worth the investment of my time and my energy to create for myself? And when I say create for myself, that applies to even if we're avoiding, right? If we're saying, I want to avoid that happening in my life. If I want to avoid having a poor quality of life, not being able to be physically active or anything of that nature in my older years, then I need to get clarity on what I do want. Realistic clarity, right? I need to be able to say, you know, when I'm 50, 60, 70, 80, this is what I want. And then I can start taking steps towards creating that and supporting that now. You know, there was a book that I read not that long ago by Peter Atiyah, 
and it's called Outlive. And as I'm saying this out loud about looking forward intentionally, it's reminding me of a whole part of his book where he talks about what we need to do now in order to be able to live the life we want to live in the future. It's really, really fascinating. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. In fact, I'll link to it in the show notes for this podcast. But coming back to living that life with clarity, do how often do you stop and think about what you really want? I'll share a funny story with you or a cute story. I was coaching a 14-year-old girl the other day. I have a friend and she asked me to do some coaching with her daughter. And when her daughter and I were talking, she was sharing with me some social things that she wanted to achieve, right? She said to me, well, I need some help with my love life. And she wanted to talk about what that meant to her. And as we were talking about, I asked her, tell me how much energy you put into creating the life that you want for yourself and the future that you want, because she had described to me her ideas of how she wanted to live when she got out of school and what she wanted to accomplish. And I asked her, tell me how much energy you're putting into that versus how much energy you're putting into how you want to make other people feel about you. And she sat there and she thought about it, and she's a smart kid. And she said, hmm, I think it's about 60-40. I think about 60% of my energy goes into thinking about what I want other people to think about me. Yeah. And I thought, this is a really smart kid with a lot of awareness. What about you? How much time and energy and effort do you put in to what you're creating for yourself, what you want to create for yourself, versus the amount of time and energy you put in to other people's needs, other people's thoughts, other people's plans? How much clarity do you have on what you want for yourself? You know, a lot of times I'll be coaching someone and they'll vaguely say, you know, I just, I want to feel better. I want, I want to be happier. I want to be at peace. And when I ask, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? What is happiness? What is peace? Describe that to me in your life because peace for me is going to be different than peace for you, Right. It depends on our life experience and our desires. And when I'll ask a client that, more often than not, they don't have clarity. They can't say it to me with detail. This is what that means. This is how I want to feel. Oftentimes I'll ask people, describe to me your perfect day. What would be your perfect day? And I hear, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. So when we hear ourselves use this language of, I want this in my life, or I don't want that in my life, or I want to avoid this in my life, do we know what we do want? What do we want to create? That clarity is so important. And that's some great homework for you. Really think about how do you want the rest of this year to look? How do you want to go in to the fall and to the winter this year? What do you want to create for yourself? How do you want your experiences to look? And how will you take care of yourself while all this is happening? While life is going on, while holidays are coming up, while seasons are changing, how are you going to take care of yourself and be very purposeful in that planning? Number one thing is clarity. So I'll hear people say to me, you know, things just got busy and I'm just not taking care of myself. Well, this is, again, we're in the washing machine. Things just got busy 
and I just didn't take care of myself. And so it sounds like we have no power there. But the truth of that is life just doesn't get busy. If we allow our self-care, if we allow what we want to create for ourselves to fall off the calendar, to fall out of the chain of priorities, we're making a choice. When we say things get busy, life got busy, what does that mean? I'm going to offer you a couple of things. One, it means that you didn't honor your healthy boundaries. Maybe you didn't even look at your healthy boundaries and say, here's the time I have, here's the time I need for me and for what I'm creating for myself, and here's what fits in. So when we're not purposeful in that, when people approach us with extra projects and extra demands or extra invitations, and we just want to do it all, are we putting energy into what we want to create for ourselves? Or are we putting energy into the way we want other people to feel about us? This is an important thing to consider. And if you don't have clarity on what you want, if you're not really committed to it and think, this is what I know I want for myself, and this is a priority for me, I'm going to intentionally focus on this thing. And no matter what, I'm going to honor that the time that I set aside for it. And then the calendar might be more full than usual. You may have more things on it, but you don't fall off, all right? What you want and what you want to create doesn't fall in the bin of, I'll get back to it in January. And why is it important that I'm talking about it now when it's just barely September? Because if you don't think ahead like that, you're going to find yourself in the washing machine. If you don't start to consider it now, and find that nice place of calm where you can sit and think, how do I want this to look and how do I want to take care of myself? Then you're going to find yourself in the midst of it, just churning, right? What's that frog thing, frog in the milk or something, and you're making butter. And I don't want you to be that frog. All right. That's why we're talking about this now. So number one, clarity. What do you want for sure? And then number two, is intention. I keep using this phrase, purposeful. In my membership and with my clients, I talk a lot about purposeful planning, planning your life on purpose, creating what you want because you know what you want, because you're committed to what you want, because you find joy in what you want, even if that's just taking care of yourself. I want time to take care of myself. What a joyful place to be. You've got to be intentional about that. And so let's talk about why. What are the common reasons? If you're sitting there saying, I know, I know, like I've tried to do that before, but it just hasn't worked, right? I Every year this comes up and I say, I tell myself I'm going to take good care of myself and then I don't. Listen to the powerlessness in that statement, right? No matter what you're going through, if you're in treatment, if you're out of treatment, if you're building a new business, if you're building a new life, whatever it is that you're going through, When you hear yourself in that powerless place, stop. Here are some of the top reasons why we don't step in and purposefully plan our future and why we sit back and say, I know I don't know why that happened. If we sit and think about it, a very big factor is often the fear of failure. We don't like failing at things because we don't like the word failure. And we look at failure as if we're some kind of a big loser. One of the kids walk around with making that little L shape on their forehead, right? But failure is part of a journey. Trying things out, 
taking little steps, working through the process of changing the way you think, of changing the way you eat, of changing the way you move your body, of changing the way you interact in your relationships, of changing your life by creating a business or changing a job, all of that is a process. We're rarely ready. We don't sit there one day at work and say, you know what? Today, I just realized that this job just isn't serving me anymore. I'll quit. Oh my God, no. We've got so many thoughts to work through, right? What do you want to do? What would fulfill you? What would bring you joy? What don't you like about this job? We've got to start asking ourselves more questions. And when we ask ourselves questions, we can see that there's a process we have to go through to figure things out. And along that process, we may make good choices. We may make choices that don't turn out the way we thought they would. But if we label them as failures in the sense of, I'm such a failure, I'm such a loser, then we're going to avoid being purposeful. Because if people say, I want to create a healthier lifestyle, but then they're afraid, well, what if I can't do it? People will judge me. And I've heard this before. I've heard people say, well, I've tried, you know, before to follow a health plan and it always falls off. So I don't want people to think that I'm just being flaky again. And so they don't start doing the things they want to do to take care of themselves. Do you see where we're putting that energy into trying to manage someone else's feelings and expectations rather, putting that ener rather than putting that energy into creating what you want for yourself? So the fear of failure is something that can be so paralyzing. And it just immediately when people start to make a plan, it's like their brain goes to the end of the plan. I'm going to make a plan. And at the end of that plan, I'm going to look like Miss Super Fitness competitor. Oh crap, I can't get there from here. I'm totally going to fail at that. Forget it. Right? Instead of, this is the change I want to make. What's the first small step I can take towards that process. And I would suggest that the first small step is always going to be getting clear, getting clear on what it is that you want, right? And then little tiny steps. So asking yourself, what do you think of failure? What do you tell yourself about failure? What will you make something mean about you if it doesn't happen the way you think it should. So we attach our sense of value and self-worth on these tangibles, on these tasks, on if I decide this and it doesn't work out. You know, I hear oftentimes, this is a really big statement that I hear, I don't want to make a bad decision. How do you know what a bad decision is? Well, you only know if you make a decision and then you don't like the outcome. But if you make a decision and it's informed, and you've tuned into your own intuition, and you believe in the moment that that decision is the right thing for you, then it can't be a bad decision. Even if you're not happy with the outcome, it was just a learning experience. And so really giving some thought to what you tell yourself about what you fear. That if I try something, if I create something, if I avoid something, that this is what it means to me. And this is what I'll make it mean about me, like literally about you as a human being. What do you tell yourself about that? And working through those ideas can be a big factor in taking intentional, purposeful steps forward. And in line with that, in line with taking small steps, another reason why people don't purposefully plan is that it's overwhelming. We sit down and say, I've got to fit all the things in, do all the things for all the people. 
oh my God, I don't even know where to start. I think I've referred to this before on previous podcasts, but it's like overwhelm is the mosh pit, right? And I live in Southern California. So for those of you who've been to Disneyland, you know what a Disneyland line looks like, right? And for those of you who've been to any amusement park, I'm sure you know, but it's a long line, very orderly. They've got a sign up at the end that tells you how long your wait's gonna be in that line. And when it comes to looking forward in our future and purposefully deciding what we want for our life, those small steps forward are what gets us in the Disneyland line and out of the mosh pit. When I work with people on the tool called the model, we have five lines in the model and we'll look at circumstances and we'll look at thoughts, feelings, actions, and the results that are created in your life from that thought. And I'll ask someone, let's look at the circumstance. And let's say the circumstance is, I don't eat any vegetables on a daily basis. Let's say that that's a fact. And I'll ask someone, what's your thought about that? Now, what I wanna hear is one thought, right? But it's so hard to get the brain to offer one thought. So maybe one thought would be, I want to change that because I believe it would be better for my health. But instead, the brain goes into a story, well, but I've tried and it hasn't worked and I don't like these vegetables and I've got these people living in my house and they don't want that and they don't want this. And our brain defaults to overwhelm. It wants to bring in all the thoughts, all the reasons, all the problems. And we've got to be able to sort through that. We've got to be able to narrow the scope of our thinking so that when we notice wow, I'm thinking about making this small change and I feel so overwhelmed because this small change could mean these 500 different things might come into play. Then we just want to pick one of them at a time. We want to ask ourselves, is this thing that I'm finding overwhelming necessary? Is it true? Is it important? Do I have to do it? We want to slowly work through so we could look at something like, let's say, the last quarter of the year, the holiday quarter of the year, and say, you know what? My intention is not to be overwhelmed. I'm going to go into this deliberately not to be overwhelmed because I am going to be very clear on how I take care of myself for this next 90 days, right? Beautiful plan. So then we take one step at a time. What's the first thing you need to do? What are the things you need to look at on your life to-do list and say, this thing's going to have to wait. This doesn't fit in. There's only so much time in a day. All right? So we fear that we're going to try something and it's not going to work out and people will judge us or even worse, we will judge ourselves. And we feel overwhelmed at the idea of stepping in and creating an intentional plan for how we want our life to look. So we're going to slow that down, write it all out, a big-ass list of everything that needs to happen, and just pick one out at a time, one out at a time. The third reason why people don't put energy into purposefully planning their future for themselves is a lack of self-belief. There's so many times when we believe we can't do it right? We tell ourselves right off the bat, that would be awesome, but I can't do it because I have, and then we go into the list of things that we have in our life that prevent us from creating the life we want. But what's the truth there? It's a lack of healthy boundaries. If you are saying 
You want something in your life. It's important to you. It's meaningful for you. You're clear on why you want to have it. But then you tell yourself, I can't because of all these reasons. I encourage you to look at what fear is underlying that, what overwhelm is underlying that, and what lack of belief in yourself and the ability to construct the boundaries that you need to make that happen. What is existing there? Right? Because those three things are always going to be players if you're not intentionally and purposefully deciding what you want in your life. Think about that. Fear, overwhelm, and do I believe I can do this for myself? So those may be three roadblocks when it comes to purposefully planning your life, but let's talk about three benefits. All right? One, I've mentioned, I don't know, a hundred times already. One benefit of planning on purpose is clarity. Imagine the feeling, like truly imagine, as I'm saying this, think for yourself, how nice would it feel to be clear on what I want for myself over the next three months, over the next year, over the next week, over the next day? Sometimes it's just a day, over the next hour. Where can you start developing clarity? Because having clarity is a benefit in and of itself, feeling clear on where you want to move to. It helps this uncertainty and self-doubt to fall by the side because when we have this pathway, and again, it can be as short or as long as you want. If three months sounds like that is way too much to think about, you can do a week, you can do a day. But just thinking about the next part of your future, how clear will I be on it? And then think to yourself, how will that feel? How will that feel to be really clear? How would it feel to not wake up in the day and say, well, let's see what's going to happen to me today, but to go into your day with intention for what you want to create? What happens there is the second benefit, motivation. You feel motivated. When you have clarity and you know you want to create something, you feel motivated to stay focused on it because it's hard to be motivated. It's hard to be driven if you don't even know what you want right? If you don't know how you want something to look, if you don't know what results you want to create, how in the world do you feel motivated to do it? When you want to create a healthier lifestyle, what does that mean? What is the result that you want? Some people say lose 10 pounds. And as you know, I would encourage a goal that's different from a number on a scale. I want to feel energetic. I want to be able to walk this far. I want to be able to take my kid to the zoo and not be exhausted. I want to be able to take my grandchildren to whatever event and not be exhausted, have the energy to play. Like really think about what is a motivating end result. So when you have that clarity, you think this is how I'm going to feel when I get there. This is how meaningful it's going to mean to me when I get there, right? That's so much more powerful than just a number, whether that number is a body weight or a financial goal. Let's think about how you feel and how your life will be when you create that result. So you're planning purposefully, you've got clarity, you're feeling motivated because of that clarity, and you know what that gives you. It gives you the benefit of a sense of control over your life and your future. Now, you may stop me right there and say, what the hell? I can't control life. Life just happens. And you're absolutely right. And so I like to say it gives you a sense of flexible control. You know what you want. You have clarity on it. You're motivated to achieve it. 
but you're realistic and you know life gets in the way. If you don't go into something knowing that life is going to get in the way, then when life does get in the way, which 100% of the time will happen, then what you want will fall off the tracks. The wheels will come off that wagon and you'll go right back to your old conditioned behaviors. So recently I was coaching this woman who wanted to create an exercise program. And as we started to work on her exercise program, she was doing really well and then she got sick. And then she got back up, she started to recover, she started her exercise program, she got sick again. And so we were working together for a specific number of weeks for her to accomplish her goal. And what I told her and what I thought was so beautiful was that this happened while we were working together. It was fantastic that she got sick while we were working together because I could coach her through those thoughts and she could support herself through the very real experience of life getting in the way without losing sight of that result she wants to create. She was still very clear on what she wanted to create. And what we learned during that process was you can hold on to what you want to create. You can be intentional about it, and you can also hold space for life to happen so that you don't get stuck in this ridiculous perfection cycle that if it isn't perfect, we can't do it. There is no perfect, right? So the sense of flexible control we have over our life is knowing this is the path I'm on, but it's more like a slalom than it is like a straight ski slope, right? There's going to be things we're going to have to move and ditch and dodge. And that's how life works. But there's still a sense of control if you have clarity and if you are focused and committed to putting your energy and intention into moving forward one small step at a time, regardless of what gets in the way, right? Life is going to be life. And there's nothing we can do about that. We'll get cancer diagnoses. We'll get unexpected work meetings. Things will happen. Flat tires will happen. Computers will crash. These things will happen and they're a part of life. But as long as we've got this vision, we've got clarity, we've got motivation to achieve it, and we know the small steps we're going to take towards it, the timing of those steps may have to move around, may have to move around life. But if we stay focused, we're going to get there, all right? We don't just sit there saying, this is what I want, this is what I don't want, and then it just is like a wisp of smoke that goes out into the universe and never manifests. we got to have that energy. So how? How do we do this? How do we plan? How do we get clarity? What are some tools that you can use to be very purposeful? I'm going to give you two super simple you're going to hear them and you're going to say, Jesus, really? I hear this all the time. Really? This is nothing new. And you're right. So I want to offer to you, if you hear this all the time and it's nothing new because everybody says it and everybody's been saying it forever, maybe because it works. Maybe because it's important. And so I always love this when I'll talk to a client and they'll say to me, yeah, so-and-so said this right? And it was just this really simple step to change something in their life. And then they go on and they continue to talk and I'll say, well, hold on, come back. If that specialist told you to do this thing, did you do it? How did it work for you? 
Oh, no, I didn't do it because they thought it sounded too simple, right? Too mundane. Everybody says that. We got to give some value to that, people. If everybody says it, there's probably a reason why. So these two tools that I'm going to share with you, you've heard me talk about them on the podcast before. If you've listened to any other podcasts about self-improvement and life coaching and self-support, you've heard it there too, because it works. So I want you to ask yourself when you hear me say these two things, have I ever really tried this? Have I ever really put some intention into this? Or have I always just poo-pooed it and said, yeah, 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 everybody says that. If you have tried it, how long did you try it? And did you see results? Because I'll hear people say, oh yeah, I tried that. And you know what? Things did start to go really well for me. And then I just kind of fell away from it. And that's okay. But remember what worked for you. And remember that it has power. So what are the two things? One, you want clarity and intention? Create a vision. Make a vision board for yourself. Cut pictures out of a magazine. Take pictures yourself. Go into Canva or some other graphics design thing that you'll find on the internet and create something for yourself that you can look at and you can say, this is what I want. Even if it's just a board full of people relaxing on a beach because the one thing you want in your life is calm. This board reminds your brain, that's what I'm creating. I want to look at it every day. I want to see this is what I want in my life and I want to put intention and energy into it. I want to keep it so clear that every day I can ask myself, are the choices I'm making today getting me closer to that vision I've created for myself? Are the choices I'm making now, are the boundaries I'm creating, honoring or not honoring, getting me closer to being calm? And if they're not, awesome. You're aware. You've got some work you can do there, right? So a vision board is invaluable. It's not just some hippy-dippy stuff. So make use of this valuable tool and give it a chance, right? I'm offering you to have this clear, beautiful, intentionally planned end of the year. And you've got the whole month of September to try to start to figure out the process of how you get there. Or whenever you come back and listen to this podcast, give yourself a starting point and say, let me start this process. Let me start creating the vision for what I want for the upcoming months, all right? What's the second thing? Oh man, journal. So simple. So simple and yet so hard for us to do consistently. What is the benefit in journaling? Again, we're training our brain. This is the purpose of these exercise people. You want to create something in your life, you got to tell your brain it can happen. You got to teach your brain it can happen. You've got to convince your brain it can happen. And you do that by showing it, by writing it, writing something in the present tense. I am someone who lives a healthy lifestyle, right? That's teaching your brain. That's taking the next step towards change. I am someone who has healthy boundaries. I am someone who takes care of my finances on time. I am someone who has rich, loving relationships, right? When you journal, and you write those goals and you write those visions for yourself, you're teaching your brain to create this for yourself. It works. That's the reason why you hear it all the time. So the question isn't, 
oh, brother, am I really going to do that or not? But the question is, have you tried it? Have you tried to create a vision for yourself? Have you tried to write your goals and your visions down on a daily basis for weeks at a time, for months at a time? Have you put energy, focused energy, into creating what you want? If you don't have what you want in your life, if you're not living the way you want, I'm going to suggest that you haven't. Because that big gap in between what I say I want and what I'm creating is just tossing and turning like a washing machine. Unless you throw some intention in there and straighten it all out and start creating a path towards what you want to create. So I want you to be able to take a nugget from this that's really going to help you as you move forward in these next few months. So I'd love, after you listen to this, Plan some time for yourself to sit down and write out what you want for the end of the year. Get some clarity for yourself. Notice what you want for your life. Notice what you want to do tomorrow or next week in whatever tidbit it makes sense for you. Take some time to sit down and to intentionally plan that specific period of time and the result you want to create. All right, my friends, I hope that helps. And you know, I have an excellent program. If you need help with this, I have a program on my website. It's called Becoming You 2.0. Because when we go through a breast cancer diagnosis, even when we go through the stages of life, we recreate and reinvent ourselves all the time. In this program, it's a really powerful eight-week program. In each week, you're going to get a question and an action guide that's something for you to work on for yourself to really get clarity on what you want and on why you're choosing what you're choosing now. This program helps you to look at how you are benefiting from not getting clarity and not putting intention into the things you want to create for yourself and how you can change that, right? Because our brains are so tricky and subtle that we may not even think we're benefiting. We may think we're stuck when we're actually making a choice because it feels comfortable to stay here. And so this program walks you through looking at these thoughts that keep you where you are in your life and how to change those into thoughts and into a plan that really creates that 2.0 version of your life that your heart wants more than anything. All right, you can find that on my website, thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com. Just click on programs and coaching up at the top and dig in and be really intentional on who you wanna be and the life you wanna live. We've got a second chance or maybe just our only chance. Don't let it slip by. Take care and I'll talk to you again soon. To the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before, your heart is full and wanting more. Your future's at the door. Give it all you got, no hesitating. You've been waiting all your life. This is your moment.